We control two aspects of this experience, our attitudes and our actions. Outside of that, life is constantly in flux. Through discipline and vigilance, we master ourselves. Good times come and go. Tough times come and go. This is the end of the world. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. I'm your host, Evan Britton. I hope you guys are staying positive, staying in the love and gratitude in this crazy time we find ourselves in. Yes, it has continued. Um, today, I've got a, a hell of a guest. I'm really excited about this conversation. We have got healing and performance specialist, Dr. Tommy John on the pod today. Tommy, thanks for joining me, brother. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So for all my, my baseball fans out there, you might think this name sounds pretty familiar, and that's for good reason. Tommy, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your lineage as a healer and where you've really gotten your understanding of the mechanics of the body and how to improve athletic longevity, et cetera. For sure. So I was a multi-sport athlete all the way through high school. My parents allowed us to ex explore our own likes and dislikes, even though my dad being Tommy John was a, a 26 year major league veteran. So one of the third, the third longest in the history of baseball, everyone's like, it? you had no choice to play baseball or not. <laughs> no, we always had choices, you know, um, he obviously would have liked one of us to be, you know, and I ended up taking the reins, but I was a multi-sport athlete. I was the Gatorade State Player of the Year. My senior year of high school was the, the first year I specialized. So mm. that was the first year I went down to one sport. Mm. And I knew that the payout was going to be college and pro and moving forward. So I had to make those sacrifices, but I didn't do so until I was 18 years old. Then I go to Furman University, which no longer has a baseball program, by the way. They mm. cut it because of the flu of 2020, quote, unquote. Oh. Um, but we got uh, – but – I went to Furman University as a scholarship player, and I played. So I was a position player, which is is not even happening today. Meaning on Saturday, on the on the beginning, first game of doubleheader on Saturday, I'd play second base. Second game, I would pitch, start pitching. So I would play second, have eye black and all this dirt, and then I would start as the pitching starter. And I kept this up. It was. It was amazing. And so it just shows like my preparation as an athlete, what I was able to sustain. Well, then mm. that summer, I had a little bit of achiness in my shoulder and I go to get a proactive. So I go to get an MRI just to be sure. And they inject dye into my shoulder socket for the MRI. Mm. The yeah. dye gets infected uh. and I have a full body infection that's life threatening. So, which is... Oh. So, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So I'm coming out of that and it's the worst pain I've ever felt that wasn't emotional, you know, the uh -huh. worst physical pain I've ever felt. And, yeah. uh, yeah. I had IV antibiotics for a month afterwards. Wow. My whole, my whole capsule was deteriorated. So I had to go in for a second surgery. So this is kind of an interesting thing. The medical staff created the environment that allowed this infection to take place. So there was mm -hmm. no lawsuit I could do. There's no, but then it was also the, the, the beauty of what we have as medicine that saved my life. 
So like they created the problem, but then they also saved me. You know what I mean? So I got yeah. to take kind of both yeah. sides of that. And so I yeah. was really aware of the dangers of medical and then the beauty of it and how we can use it. Mm. We can use it as an emergency and we can keep it away from a life change and, and lifestyle and everything else. So it was my first time being exposed to therapy and, and hurdles and learning again from when I was a baby to now having to relearn how to do some basic things, you know, yeah. and I became Evan, dude, I was fascinated because it was hard. Like mm. it was so challenging and so hard. And I was watching everybody and seeing everybody was different. I had all these questions to physical therapists and trainers and therapists and doctors, and they couldn't answer my questions. Mm. Like I was mm -hmm. just so inquiring and they're just like, Jesus, like shut the fuck up. You know, yeah. like just do, do your three sets of 20 and get out of here. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, but why this, why am I feeling? So I graduate from Furman with a bachelor's and master's in exercise science Okay. I play, I play two years of professional baseball. So I, I tasted professional sports for two seasons. Mm. Um, and then I got into, I retired from baseball when it wasn't fun anymore. And I, I remember the day I woke up and I'm like, I'm living at Pat. I'm living at Pat and Tam's. I'm staying oh at their basement. And uh, I'm <laughs> driving 40, I'm dude, I'm driving 45 minutes from Lake Bluff, Illinois to Schaumburg. Oh, so I'm wow. going out to Schaumburg to play for the Schaumburg Flyers. And it was a 90-mile round trip. And I'm like, this Jesus. isn't fun anymore. Dude, yeah. I didn't want to put on a uniform. I didn't want to see fans. I didn't want to work. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to make no money and bust my ass. And the passion yeah. wasn't there, right? It just yeah. wasn't. And so I get out of it. And I got into performance and rehab and personal training and then doing private baseball lessons. Mm. And here's where my life took a like we always have these splits, you know what I mean? Yeah, and we, have, yeah. we come to a crossroad and it's like, all right, what decision am I going to make? I'm always heart led. Like mm, everything yeah. is always channeled from center yeah. and I've gotten burned, sure. but I learned. For and sure. so I just, I follow my intuition, my heart and my heart was just not in baseball. So I left it and I took this other road and yeah. I got into the world of injuries and performance in pro athletes and young athletes and the skill sets of baseball and all sports and MS and osteoporosis and diabetes and Parkinson's and developmental disorders mm. and the torn hamstring and the NFL player, right? Mm. It was like everything we were exposed to. So we started pulling back layers and trying to find the unique nature that determined how some people healed better or more mm. effectively or came back and others didn't. And we started to pull to the source, like getting to the source yeah. of problem. And dude, I'm a why guy. So yeah. I'm, I was just like knocked over that I'm seeing that if you came in, we could have 10 ACL tears, 10 NFL players, 10 defensive linemen, right? Mm. All relatively the same age. But the, the concepts and the fingerprints, so to speak, of how they became injured and how they have to go on doing that is different in every single one of them. Wow. And you know, as well as I do, they don't treat you guys like that. Yeah. You're the ACL, you're the ACL protocol. You're yeah. just an ACL. Yeah. You are not protocol. Evan Britton. Nope. Yeah. It's a protocol and we force a square peg in a round hole. And then we're pissed when you don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're like, why aren't you back? Here's some more drugs. Or yeah. Here's some more stuff. Or come on, we'll do a tape job. That's it. We'll tape you up, drug you. And then we're like, why can't you last? All right, get out of here. You're a commodity. Yeah, you're, 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 you're just a slave. Get the fuck out of here. You know, you're supposed yeah. to make us money. And so that was happening all over the place. Well, then, so there was the fascination in that. Then there was like the development 
to get to that NFL or MLS or NBA or MLB level. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. For people to get there, they go through these steps and everybody's kind of different. But in, in essence, we're all human. We go about things the same, but the perceptive reality was different. You know right, what I mean? Right. The yeah. concepts were the same. Like we all crawl, we yeah. all march, we all climb, mm-hmm. we all jump and spin and rotate and do stuff. But it's our, our ability to like digest those is different in you and me. And so that has to be respected and honored. And so I started to see the unique nature. We were all respecting that. And dude, we had story upon story upon story that were like healing stories, performance stories, grade two ankle sprains on Sunday, playing on Monday night football, player of the game. Mm. Like, how is that possible? And I'm like, I know, here's the thing. And so you started to see these things. They're like, wait, that's impossible. Dude, I'm, I'm, it's for the first time I was like, I don't really know if anything's impossible to the human body. Like, like, I, I really don't know what the limit is, you know? And so instead of putting a ceiling on, people will be like, now, like, hey, TJ, is it possible? Yes, I'll stop them. And they're like, wait, I haven't finished. It doesn't matter. You know, like everything that they can li- label or list as far as stage four or whatever has been radically remissed naturally. Every single one. We won't hear about it, but it's been right. done. And if it's done in one person, that means the possibility is there. And so that's, that's where I started to get into all that, that fascination on the preparation of the human athlete, the healing of the human athlete, the performance of the human athlete, whether it's you wanting to go play in the NFL or wanting to retire healthfully and now continue on in life, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's somebody at 14 trying to make a high school team yeah. or trying to get a scholarship or trying to be an 86-year-old with MS and osteoporosis just trying to get up and down off the toilet. We're all mm-hmm. human athletes just trying to perform in life. And my goal now, my passion, my like mission in life is just to empower you to know that your life can be better. And nobody's going to let you know that you have the ability to heal more than me right here. And I'm like defending this innate capacity inside people that I almost get offended if somebody steps on it, almost like it's personal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I resonate big time with that, man. So I want to bring you back because that's really fascinating to me. And it's, it, this, this yeah. is so funny because everything you're saying makes me understand even more. I already knew right. sort of your perspective on this whole coronavirus thing. But sure. this, this is totally uh, relative to that. Like this is the same conversation we're having here. So I'm curious... So let's go back to like 10 NFL guys, 10 ACL tears, 10 D yeah. linemen. Yeah. And you're talking about getting to the source of yeah. how people get injured or just even more generally speaking, how people uh, accumulate dis-ease in the body or, right. or right. injury or illness, whatever. So talk about that. Like, what is it? What have you find? If you could name a single thing, or maybe it's sort of a concept, what is it that is the source of all of our ailments? So here's what I go down to, because you saw me post today that thing on germ theory, right? And it's that theory is our exposure to germs leads to disease right well if that's the case then that means everybody we should all just we would all die like that's we would never have survived so okay there's got to be example sorry not to cut you off but i was talking to a friend about that 
um, actually he's one of my healers and he's, he has a background in chiropractic and he does also this uh, Maori healing technique okay. called Romy Romy, which is really intense. And um, we were talking about that. And a perfect example of that is like in a household, someone gets sick. And if germ theory were true, then that means just everyone in that house would get sick. And why doesn't that happen all the time? What is exactly. that? You know? Exactly. Like what's different? And so we go into, it's the terrain. Mm. Like the stagnant water isn't created by the mosquitoes. The mosquitoes right. are drawn to the stagnant water, you know, yes. or garbage doesn't, isn't created by flies and rodents. Right. The flies and rodents go to the garbage. Okay. So let's use that because I got attacked on Instagram. It's hilarious. Stick to tendons and Tommy John surgery. You don't know shit about the immune system. And like, I'm like, well, actually, like everything's related. And I couldn't even get into it because it was a troll. Of course. Like, of course. Hey, you can't, like, dude. You don't understand what I'm like. Stick to exercise. I'm like, okay. Like yeah. the immune system heals tendons just like it fights cancer and deals with germs. And bad. Like it's all the same thing. Like I don't. Yeah. Okay. So you basically said it. So why do some people express dis-ease and why do some not? And so I look to like, it's, it's the terrain. It's the, it's the terrain of the body. But what is the body? Is it just a mechanistic linear set A to B to C to D to E and ooh, ease off. Let's go improve E, you know, or let's replace E or drug E or surgery E or, right. well, wait a second, it's more quantum, right? So it's like a circle and all of them affect all of them. And it's like, wow, E's affected. So where do we go? Could it be A, B, C, D, F? You know what I mean? You got to look yeah. at all of that. Okay. So what is it that makes us express our best self? And mm -hmm. here's something cool, man, because dude, I, I get goosebumps right now because I love we're not invincible. You're not invincible. I'm not invincible, right? We're not even claiming that. I'm just like, if I have something that goes, I want to surround myself with people or stories or possibility of, of the, the end result being what I want. I don't want to hear you have a 98% chance of dying. Don't you fucking say that to me. Yeah. <laughs> only talk about the two or only talk about, and I can only surround myself with people that are on board to this whole thing. So I was fascinated why some people would radically remiss stage fours, yeah. heel, ankles, all this stuff, uh, weight loss, depression, like Aubrey Huff story. You know, he's like got a gun in his mouth and his kids yeah. are in the, in the kitchen yeah. and he hit rock bottom. Like what the hell in you? But then some people pull the trigger. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is it? So you go in and the thing that I found in common from all these people that I researched and dude, I would, my best, <laughs> I'm never going to lead a class at chiropractic school or at physical therapy school or whatever you want to put me in because I don't have a system, uh -huh. yeah. right? Like I I, I'm that. so, I'm so intuitive and everyone's like, what are we going to do today? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> ask me, ask me like two seconds before and I'll know just by watching you and seeing your demeanor and your, your body language. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't reproduce that. So Here's what I ask. I ask a lot of 90 plus year old people, hey, I don't like saying what's the secret because that's like asking you, what's the one thing that got you to pro football? Right, right. <laughs> you know, like Tom Brady, what's the yeah. one, like my I dad, they'd laugh at you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a thousand things. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, give me something. What's, 
your quality of life. Like you're, you're 96 and you're still kicking ass. Uh-huh. Hit me with something. Hit me with something. Uh-huh. And they would all come with different things. Mm. So I put together this list of eight and I call them the eight essentials. Uh-huh. And when you go into like Joe Dispenza's work, Bruce Lipton's work, like all those people dealing with thousands and thousands of cases uh-huh. of these, these radical remissions, these yeah. healing stories, the heal documentary with Kelly Gores. Amazing. Dude, Amazing. The un- unbelievable. Like that should be streaming. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everyone should watch that in school. Many right. times over, like, yeah, totally. so, so these eight I came up with and I kind of put them in order of importance and I'm always like addressing them myself. I always have an inventory and I'm always like reconstructing and trying to figure out if I should add or subtract, but mm-hmm. here's the eight that I came with. It's just okay. my opinion. Okay? okay. These eight put together are the eight essentials to our expression of life, meaning mm-hmm. we need them. The other stuff you don't need to survive, but we need these eight. Okay. And then everything else should be like the frills of the maybe hardwired genetics. If you believe that maybe there's a 2% genetic, a possibility, you know, with epigenetics, we don't know, but maybe, maybe, maybe. Here we go. Number one, a belief in something greater than yourself. Okay. Whatever that means. It could be religious. It could be spiritual. I'm not religious, but I was raised in a religious household. I'm like the opposite of religion. You know what I mean? Okay. Something bigger than you. That's what you just have to believe in. Okay. That's number one. Number two, purpose. Mm, You have to have a purpose to get out of bed. You have to have a reason. And that's where people coming in are doing this stuff. How do you do? Because my reason, my why is so thick and strong and ingrained. Mm. I got it. It's not sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's just right. It's service. That's it, man. I'm just, that's it. And then I've asked, I've asked elderly people, their purpose was sometimes getting out of bed, making a cup of coffee on their own, sipping it comfortably, and that was it. And I was like, hey, what a great, you know, if that yeah. was something you couldn't do before, that's that was awesome. <laughs> that's it. That's a score. That's a win. That's a W. Like, I love that. You're one and oh. And then you have like short, long term, you know, far distant, but you've always got to have some reason. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of following along the lines. Okay, that's number two. And then we got number three is relationships. Mm. You and me have a relationship right now, right? Crossing guard. You have some sort of a relationship with a crossing guard, a waitress, a spouse, a mate, a Cairo, a doctor, a friend, a a sibling family. But it's all those relationships that we, so you hope to have people that are either in full support of your spirituality and your purpose or they antagonize you so much to challenge you to, to reevaluate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I've gotten so good since I've moved out here from when we first talked to now, dude, I tolerate <laughs> zero. <laughs> I, I have no time for anybody who's not a part of this whole thing or challenges me hard with something yeah. else. I'm like, Oh wow. You got, me thinking. you got me scared. You know, yeah. you got me like really charged up. Yeah. Um, and I have no, and they're, they're like, you're antisocial. I'm just really selectively social. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure, man. Um, but that's, so that's like the relationship, Tr- trimming off the energy vampires, getting uh-huh. rid of those people that are just sucking you dry. I think easier for dudes because mm. I've talked to females mm. and they're social beings, man. And they yeah. will like, they will like socialite themselves to just being sick and miserable. I'm like, ah, so yeah. anyway, that, that's another thing. But then number four, 
sleep, naps. Mm -hmm. So we have to respect sleep. I like naps. I like yeah. adding in naps. Me too, man. Those, those top four are kind of the most profound, like, like there. And then bleeding into number five, we have breath, meditation, and prayer. Okay. I'm a big meditator. I think you're a big meditator, yeah. right? Every like day. you, you go into like some deep stuff. Like yeah. I did. I don't know if you've done this and we can, have you done a left eye meditation at all? Have you ever? So left this, eye, no. this girl exposed me to it and you sit across from either a mirror, you, or you can sit across from a practitioner okay. and you, you gaze only left eye okay. and you let the eyes relax. And dude, what happens is, and I, we're getting off into something really trippy, but like what happens is that left eye stays really concrete. And then all of a sudden, everything blurs to almost disappears. Wow. And the left eye floats over center. Wow. And so I'm like, it's like, like my eyes are relaxed and I see only her left eye. Well, dude, without being provoked, mm -hmm. at the end of this thing that was half hours long, I, 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 she goes, what, what did you experience? I'm like, well, your left eye came only into focus. Everything else was gone. And your left eye was sitting above your like body. And that was it. It was like a concrete left eye. She's like, oh my God, that's what's supposed to happen. It has, like, I've, I haven't gotten there. Wow. But it has to be because you meditate and like practice every day. I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah, whatever it is. But yeah. then she goes, what else did you see? I saw an old lady. I saw this demonic figure. I saw an alien. I saw another old lady. And she goes, okay, theoretically, according to this is, is past lives. Like theoretically, oh. you're seeing this person's. And I was like, because it started to scare me. I thought I was seeing myself because I saw a demon of some kind. Like, uh -huh. And th there was no ayahuasca. There was no anything yeah. taken. It was just straight up like meditation. Meditation, Left you know, that, meditation. that was it. <laughs> and then afterwards, um, it came back and I lost it. And her left eye went back to her left, her right eye came, her head came, and I was like, Oh, and then I went back to it, lost it, and then I was done. But anyway, it's super powerful, dude. I, I'm definitely gonna try that. <laughs> gotta check it out. It's like left eye gazing or eye gazing, and okay. then she said, You can do it across from a mirror. Okay. Well, here's the thing, Ed. If I'm across from a mirror and I start seeing past lives and shit, I don't know if I'm ready for that just right yeah, now. <laughs> you're ready, bro. You're ready. <laughs> I start seeing like, I don't know, Abraham Lincoln or yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um but meditation, that. meditation, prayer, and I say breath because yeah. sometimes it's just going breath. You know what totally, I mean? Man. No like doubt. That, that's good enough. Absolutely. And no judgment on it. Um, so that's five. Six is natural light exposure. Okay. Sunlight. Just getting mm -hmm. out and exposing sunlight. Getting outside. Seven, nourishment, whatever mm -hmm. that means to you. I like real food, yeah. the way it's made, home, home cooked, with like a little bit of, ah, you go AWOL and you have pizza and you do your thing right. or whatever. But majority home cooked from a good local source. Whole foods. You know, that's it. Just homemade, right? Like, yeah. like making it from home, you know, every ingredient that's going in there and you connect with it again. Yeah. Like you connect with the bites. You take a long time to eat. Mm. You sit back and you just, I swear to God, I get, I get fucked up. I get drunk on food yeah. and I looked it up because I don't drink anymore. And I used to binge drink like crazy in Chicago. In the, uh -huh. in the <laughs> How do you not go to Soldier Field, right? Yeah, um, that, bro. But, but I would, uh. I've been like intoxicated and I guess you can like put together spices and tastes and flavors. And I've been like knocked over. I'm like, Oh my God. 
and I almost, I need to step back because I'll indulge so much anyway, but just nutrients, right? Uh-huh, like, uh-huh. like the building blocks of everything. Love that. Nourishment. That's it. And then the very, very last one on the tail end, the caboose is body movement. Uh. So what, what I've have people do, and I try, it's a scary thing. You got to be vulnerable. You got to let down your guard. You have to drop ego. Mm, but if you draw yeah. out these eight and you start listing on the right, what they mean to you. Mm. And, and you take an inventory, like what is your spirituality if you have one? What, are you tending to it? Are you respecting it? Are you honoring it? No, red flag. You, yeah. you know, that's an area of improvement. Yeah. Purpose, do you have one? Do you yeah. know what your intentions are? Do you know what your goals are? Do you know, you know, for your relationships or whatever, right? Like it could be purpose for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then relationships, how many of those people are involved in, in helping you be better at you? you know, or you helping them. It's like synergy. And then naps or your sleep. Okay. Your breath, meditation, prayer, but you start being honest and dude, with those remissions and those healings and those 90 plus year olds, they always refer to one of those eight. Like they're always talking about that. Yeah. I'm like, shit, I can't find anywhere that doesn't fit in there. Like mm-hmm. I haven't found anything, you know, that's like, Oh, that's left out. Nope. That's part of that one. Or Ooh, that's part. And as long as we have that backbone of those eight, everything else is just like a supplement to those eight, you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Everyone's like, it's, it's complex. COVID is more complex. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, they've they've yeah. made it complex so that yeah. you can't solve it. But I promise yeah. you, the solution to this whole thing is going to be very simple. Let the brain and system make it complex. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like let, yeah. let the system kind of take care of it. But if you focus on those eight, simple, not easy. Yes. Like, dude, are we ever okay. done? Are you ever done mastering it? No. Fucking Never. Way. Like, Because <laughs> right? life... Yeah. Black belts, like after 20 years, they're like, okay, now you're a student. Now the student. Right, like, right. The now, now you've once you get to that black belt level now you've just laid the foundation of understanding that now you can begin yeah exactly like, it took 20 years to lay a foundation oh like i'm fully behind that yes. so that's where i find so now now evans go back to your first question let's take um let's take the flu Let, let's take 10 people that have the flu whatever right. that is right yeah Okay, why won't hydrochlor or why won't this work or why won't that vaccine work? Why won't because it's not one size fits all. If you go into each person and you get into the deepness of it, you'll find lacking areas in those eight that create the terrain yeah. that is not able to to defend against a viral, bacterial, whatever. And yeah. every time that doesn't happen, immune drops because of fight or flight, and now yeah. all of a sudden you're sick. Well, you're yeah. not sick. You're just expressing symptoms, trying to get better. Right. right? That, right. So, so now all of a sudden why one size won't fit all in anything. That's why medicine in America, like the Western medical approach is one size fits all. And this whole vaccine they're trying to do one size fits all 7 billion people are the same, same yeah. shot, same everything. Holy shit. That's going to be such a backfire. You yeah. know, it's a horrible idea. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can apply that to soft tissue injury or whatever. So when we would get those guys or girls or whoever would come in, everybody had their different approach. Even if, Ed, like even if those eight are relative to you or I, mm-hmm. like you and I could both kind of spiritually be in the same neighborhood, but it's totally perceived. Diff- it's different. It's your mm-hmm. perception of what that means to you. 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's where it's like, hey, you know, okay, we have an exercise. Same exercise. How do you perceive it today? What are you emotionally like today? What's your intellect today? What's your nourishment? What are your dreams? How'd you drive over? Who did you hang out with this morning? Who are you dating? What do you, how'd you sleep go? Did you meditate yeah. this morning? Do you believe in, oh shit. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. You know? right. I mean, even looking back on my NFL career, you know, and looking at the injuries I endured throughout my football career. Right. Yes. That's because spiritually and emotionally, like I tore my right shoulder, I was just beating the shit out of my masculine side. And my masculine side was taking the brunt of my whole life throughout my football career, you know? And then my back, dude, I, I fucking, I had a L5 S1 herniated it, worked through like a, a whole half a year trying to, you know, manage it to keep playing because I'm starting on the Jags at right tackle. Can't feel my right foot on the ground. Uh, Think like by some cosmic uh, saving grace, I tore my, I dislocated my shoulder. So I was done and had to have uh, shoulder surgery. Didn't fix the back. Lockout happened. Go through the lockout, rehab my shoulder. Shoulder gets better. But then my back gives out the next year. I have back surgery. I'm kick- I come back. I'm kicking ass. 11 weeks after surgery, I've got an infection in the disc. Oh, my God, dude. Low virulent bacteria that, thank God it wasn't staph or something. And I had to go on eight weeks of intravenous antibiotics. Oh, my God. So I was done for my... Basically, my third year in Jacksonville, I was done again after missing my second year with shoulder surgery. But looking back, it's like, you know, I was I was fucking bashing my head against a wall, man. I played football because I was trying to prove to the world how big and badass and tough I was. Right. And when I lost, when I was out of the demons to exercise and I lost my love and my purpose and my passion, I was I was just constantly overriding my heart and right. overriding, you know, the signs on the wall of Ebb, you're done playing, you know? Right. And I wasn't supporting myself and your back is all about support. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, I, people, people think that's crazy, you know, to say like, Oh, so you attract your, the pain that you endure. And uh, yeah, you do, you know? <laughs> we're we've just been sort of indoctrinated with this idea that we're just like these physical machines yep. that are separate from everything else and you know we've compartmentalized our whole lives you know god goes if you want god go to church yep. if you want food go to the kitchen if you want this go there if you want fun that's over in that box over there and it's like dude it's all connected all you know, the time we are nothing but matter and energy and right. like fucking particles and, right. and like we're connected to everything, you know, and it's such a, you know, so <clears throat> it's such a, just, I mean, we're, we're kind of, we're put in a shitty position from the get go, you know? know. And that's the, hard. It's like everything you see in mainstream, anything, like if you listen, watch, like all yeah. our senses are being, like you said, told this 
really lie, like, like taught, taught, uh, convinced of this lie with now we're seeing it more than ever on those lines, dude, I was speaking, uh, for the just keep living foundation. It's Matthew McConaughey's foundation. And he does stuff where he brings professionals into lower income schools and he has you speak just to expose them to professions that might, it's fantastic cause, right? So I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do that. So I go in and I'm standing there and have you seen stand and deliver? With uh, Jaime Escalante, he yeah, teaches yeah, AP yeah. calculus to yeah. the city like East in like LA. LA. East yeah. LA, exactly. So I, that's what I like was reminded of. I walk in, and she's introducing me, and she's like so excited, and and I'm looking at these students, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna give. Like, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I gotta win them right now. Like, I can't give this delivery right here. I can't go eight essentials. They're gonna be like, yeah, yeah fuck you, fuck and you. like take his, you know, bag. So yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, okay. And there's about sixty people, staff included, uh-huh. and students. Okay. To start off, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to start over here. We're going to go every other person, okay, all the way till we get back to the end. We're going to start with you, and it was a staff person who had notes, and she was ready to write. She's like this. She's like, me? And I'm like, yep, we're going to start with you. Don't worry. Everybody's going to stand up individually, and for 20 seconds, you're going to give your best rendition of Biggie's uh, – uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a rap song for Biggie because I just heard it. Best rendition you got, just do your best, okay? And I let it sit there for a while. And she was just like, like looked, and all these kids are like talking to each other. And I mean, shit, just like broke out. So then I stop, and I'm like, okay, I'm just kidding, first of all. <laughs> Secondly, here's what just happened. How many of you got really scared? And it was all the people that were going to have to stand up. They raised their hands. Okay. But I noticed, I was like, some of you in the back that were going to get picked, you guys didn't raise your hands, partially because you didn't think it was going to get back to you. How about you people in between? You knew that you weren't going to get called on, and this was going to be hilarious. You actually thought it was hilarious, like this thing, okay? How many of you felt sick? How many of your palms are sweaty? How many of you are like dry mouths right now? Anybody feel like puking? And there was like some girl was like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, here's, here's the reality of this. You guys just had a lesson number one on how your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions affect your physiology. Wow, I love your bodies. Your bodies responded to your thoughts and your feelings, right? Like all you did, we do this? No, did I do anything? I just posed an idea, an (laughs) idea, and you guys shit yourselves. So, like, think about this. Like, what, how about you control what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what's coming in to then allow your body to go? Could then, like, how, you, how your body expresses itself be based on what's, what you're looking at, reading, thinking about, then creating a feeling? And they're like, oh, my God. And I'm like, and also, also. That's so powerful, man. There's, right? And they got it, dude. And they were on fire afterwards. They're like, oh. And then I went into the power of, like, you know, epigenetic perception, like that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, guys, I don't care what your income is. I don't care whether you graduate anything, whether you go to college or not. You have the capacity within you. You were born with a lottery ticket. What? Life. You're here right now. You have this possibility to do anything. It's, it's infinite. And then I got into all that and there were some that were just like, oh shit. Yeah. Like yeah, these yeah. kids like just sat up and, yeah, yeah. and dude, yeah, and then I yeah. said, you know, perception. 
like we could all witness a car accident, but all of us had a different reaction. Maybe she had a problem because her mom got injured in a car accident and it evoked like a different response. But I happened to like action movies and I thought a car accident was fairly hilarious or somebody over here, but same event, right. different perceptions, different Absolutely. feelings, you know what I mean? And so it was a great lesson. And then when I was done, you know, there were so many questions afterwards and none of it was about training, right? Like, yeah, of course. no, I'm like, no, they're just like dreams and goals and things they could read and watch and listen to. And I was like 528 Hertz on Pandora, like binaural beats shit, dude, inner city kids meditating, like learning that it's possible. Fuck yes. Yeah. And then the woman walked me to my car. She's like, Tommy, that, that was un believable i'm like thank you so much <laughs> to be i was like to be totally honest i kind of came up with that like right there because i had this thing planned and i'm like i'm gonna get eaten alive yeah. by, by these kids <laughs> they're gonna chew me up spit me out i'm not gonna be left <laughs> it's so good man it was rad dude it. yeah and so like that's the thing right like that's what's going on now that they're using that power they have over us on tv now yeah get us terrified Get us scared. Yeah. Get us scared of each other. Yeah. Get us scared of outside. Yeah. Muzzle us. Yeah. Meek us down. Take away our power. Take away guns and rights and constitution and just make us, nope, no freedom yeah. to be a human. No, yeah. man. Yeah, man. It's true. Um, I mean, <clears throat> you know, segueing, slightly segueing into the, the COVID discussion yeah. and, and just, you know, it's, it's so fascinating, you know, because I've experienced, I felt more fear, more anger, more rage, more grief in the last like eight weeks than I felt in a long time. Right. You know? And the fear and the anger are this, are a combination of my deep-seated repulsion of authority combined with my deep-seated need to save everyone. Yeah. And so it's created this like windstorm. And this whole thing has been like an eight-week ayahuasca trip where it's just gone into the depths of my fucking being. Like that idea, like, are you ever a master? And I thought coming into this, like I actually, I was in an ayahuasca ceremony literally the week before quarantine hit. Oh, wow. That was my second one. You know, I've gone super deep. I've done a ton of work. And still, man, I'm here like a, like a baby. Like yeah. Dealing with yeah, yeah. Shit that I just, I don't even know how to feel all of it, you know? Right. And I'm just like examining it because I've, you know, built this practice of meditation and prayer and connection with a higher power, et cetera. So that I could just watch it, you know. And at first, you know, my need to save everyone manifested in this thing on social media where, you know, I'm like posting all my shit because I'm like, this people need to know this right now. Like there is there is no fucking time to waste. Like the world is coming down and people need to figure it the fuck out. Agreed. You know? And that led me into all these people, you know who are just completely indoctrinated with the Western civilization right. of thinking, you know, and I'd be in battles, like in the comments and I'd like come out of it. Like I would just been through a war, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm not going to last. If this is what, you know, my life is going to be like through this coronavirus shit. 
Right. I'm not going to last. I might be dead by the end of this thing. You know, and not from the virus, like from the yeah. virus, but not the virus. No, you know? yeah, nothing to do. And my fear didn't even have anything to do with the virus. Like I've never been, you know, because it just doesn't, it's not something I've never had an issue with health or my body or like, you know, I have a great understanding of that. So, but I realized, man, like there really is no saving anyone, you know, and there's no like, quote unquote, even waking people up really. Yeah. Like everyone has to just have their own process, their own journey, you know, because everyone's just at different levels of thinking, you know, and it's like up to me. So I'm like, okay, what do I want my role to be? Since I clearly, I can't go down this path of like trying to argue my truth into anyone's perception, you know, like you said, dude, like, Right. You could have the fucking golden nugget of information that explains it all. That's the key. Right. You know, and n- unless that person's ready to receive it or hear it or anything, it's just, it's never going to happen, you no. know, because people are in this fight or flight state. Right. So as soon as some sort of thing comes along that disagrees with their perception, Ooh. they immediately go into defense mode. Right. We go into, I got to protect myself. I got to protect my ideas. I got to protect, you know, my perception of the world. And I can't accept anything counter to that, you know? And it's like fascinating. Here we are in this time with, you know, freedom of speech. Our country is built on freedom of speech. And yet to even open up a dialogue about the safety or efficacy of things like vaccines is so fucking forbidden that they're taking shit off YouTube. Right. You know, it's maddening, you know, and it really, to me, to your earlier point of, you know, being a why guy. Right. I just immediately go to why, why, why are we doing that? Right. And because clearly it doesn't make sense based on the reality of, you know, life, you know, based on the reality of being part of this being, you know, human beings as a part of this, you know, massive ecosystem called life, where right. we evolved over millions and millions of years alongside bacteria, we're fucking germs ourselves. Jesus. You know, it's just like, wow, how did we get here? That's huge. That's actually huge that you looked, because I don't know if those others looked like you're like, okay, what's my what's my responsibility during this? Right. And you took it on. I got to get information out there. Right. I got to get this other alternative. And I was the same way. Like I've never been in more defense. You would have thought I invented the immune system with how much I'm defending it. I'm like, Jesus, it's not even (laughs) my thing. Like, Holy shit. I can't even believe I'm defending sunshine and I'm defending air and I'm just defending like what the fuck so i i like you i i have hope that i can flip somebody when they're ready excuse me excuse me that i'll be present when they're ready when they flip do you know what i mean yeah and i'll give everybody a chance and i give them a chance and i give them a chance there was so much hate and so much you're gonna kill people you're a quack you need to lose your license and i was like you know what I I'm I'm done responding because you're yeah. not even ready to receive yeah. it 
even, you can't have a conversation, right? You, like you no. just said, I'm like, yeah. okay, because like you, I was affected. My sleep was affected. Yeah. My nourishment was affected. All of these things, I was letting them in and it's yeah. all relationships. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, yeah. no, no. no. You, you're, because I thought it was like a social media responsibility that we, right. we get right. to those, you right. know? No, I was like, well, I, maybe I shouldn't because to protect myself. Would I hang no. out with this person in life? No. No, I'd have the one conversation and then fuck you, you know? <laughs> it's all good. Good luck to you. I'd hug you too. Like, hey, take care, you know? Dude, I don't good luck, smart. brother. Good That's luck. it, man. Like, Go get the shot, dude. <laughs> but then you want to know what's in <laughs> Exactly. Go get chipped. Go get whatever. Yeah. Um, somebody asked also, because that was another thing, it's – I'm a saver too. And I realized I can't, oh, I can't save you. I wanted to save my brother. I wanted to save clients. I want to save my, ah, damn it, man. And that's, it's frustrating, right? And you're just like. It's so painful. And so what do I do? And one woman, I've gotten a lot of cool allies though. That's the positive out of this. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cool followers and a lot of cool allies and a lot of cool people that will, will send me some DMs or, or what ended up happening was, the trolls are the haters. Mm-hmm. I don't say anything. Yeah. And then, and then the followers go in and they, it's like, it's like a immune response to that fucking bacteria, which is the that's, troll. That's <laughs> you know so I mean? interesting. Right. And yeah. I'm like, shit, we backed up. Cause you are an ecosystem. Your whole system around you is defending that and creating an immune response around that, that thing that is not making you stronger or better. Yeah. It's trying to attack your system. Um, yeah. And some woman goes, do you think the people that are woke, quote unquote, you think they all, you think they all bottomed out at some point? Or do you think they all had a spiritual experience? And I'm like, that's an interesting point. And I've been asking a lot of people this. Like I have my moments, my brother's death. I got lost in the Canyonlands and was mm. crying. Dude, I got lost in the Canyonlands on my drive down to move to California and Whoa. thought I was going to die. And I'm like in the middle of the desert, ended up fat, passing out on a rock. <laughs> woke up had these visions spoke to this spirit that was assuring me i'm gonna I, they know where my car is and i thought it was my brother and i'm sleeping dude i'm it sleeping was. in the middle of canyon lands huh it probably was man 2015 exactly it was probably my brother and i didn't know i couldn't ask him because i thought i'd chase him off but mm. i was like i don't want to say are you taylor because i didn't want him to, to leave so i just kept him at what he was and I was like, well, do you have water? Because if it's tomorrow and it's a long time, I don't have any more water. You'll be fine. I'll give you a ride on my pegs. You remember what pegs are on bikes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have pegs. Like, I've never seen pegs before, but pegs were back when we were younger. And I'm like, wait, you have a bike with pegs on it? What is this, like 1984? So I'm like, okay. So I go to sleep calmly, wake up in the morning. This is after 10 and a half hours in the desert. And then I also passed out of exhaustion and I thought I was going to die. I'm yelling out. I'm crying. I'm asking for help. And I've never been in the desert. I'm driving from Chicago, this dipshit from Chicago who drove to the Canyonlands and got lost. And the ranger at 1.30 in the morning or at 1.30 in the afternoon, I was checking in and she's just like, have you been hiking before? I'm like, yeah, I'm in shape, you know? And she's like, okay, well, here's a map. No, 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 I'm good. Oh God! She's like, take, she's like, take the map, and she's like, and be out by sunset, dude. I didn't know the vastness of the canyonlands, like a hundred thousand acres. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, I've been in the forest preserves of Illinois. What are you yeah. talking about? I'm ready. <laughs> right? 
So I fucking get like lost and all this stuff's going on. And now I'm like, this is what she was talking about. I'm physically exhausted, which when you're physically, there's no guard. Everything's uh-huh. out. And I'm just like, God, I'm willing. And the desert is just eating my voice. And I'm like, oh my God, running through Survivor Guy and, and Bear Grylls episodes. And I'm like, okay, I don't have to drink my pee yet, but what else would he do? And I'm like, where do they sleep? I'm in the desert. Well, there's black widows, rattlesnakes, and scorpions. I'll just feel around for a bald rock because they never sit middle of a rock. Dude, this is my logic, right? I tuck in my hoodie, zip it up, lay on the ground so nothing crawls into my back. And I'm just like, I passed out. And then I had this vision and I'm talking to this thing that shows me, it says it's going to show me my car. It'll show me where my car is tomorrow. And I was like, okay, well, I trusted it so much and I accepted that I might possibly not survive. I, I had accepted yeah. whatever was going to happen. I'm just like, you surrendered. I'm okay. You know, I surrendered everything. I get goosebumps again because I was, I was okay with it. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, I'm okay. Like, like I'm okay with whatever happens. I'm, I'm good. Let's go new day and we'll just figure this out. And if not, I'm, I'm okay. Wake up the next morning feel fantastic. Untuck my shirt. I survived the night. I'm like, okay. I take a pee. I look at this thing, which was a tree. Um, and I was like, shit, that's what I was talking to. Interesting. So I kind of look around and I'm like, it's this, this vast rock formation. And I'm like, all right, uh, I don't know. Like, let's go down this little area here. Ed, 30 feet down this trail parking lot on the right. Oh, Oh my God. I fucking bawled. I hit my <laughs> knees and I'm like, because as far as I knew, I was dead. Like I was going to yeah. die. I had oh. looped around in this 10 and a half hour hike. So anyway, wow. It, it was that spiritual experience as my birthing process moving to the West. Right. So I get yeah. down here and I'm like, bring it like whatever. <laughs> and so <laughs> this woman asked, like, do you think the people that are woke, have had those moments or a death of a loved one or a, and I'm like, I don't know. Is it possible to be where we are without going through that? No, no. Right. And I think you and I try to get people to understand it, but they have to go through it. Right. Yeah, man. That's like the pain, you know, pain in the darkness is part of the deal. You have to feel that you have to. Absolutely. And so that sucks is that people are going to have to bottom out, but then that's where you and I have support. Like, like we give support while you're bottoming out or while you're going through this process of yeah. withdrawal or fear or no, you're good. It's going to be okay. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you, you know? Well, and so it's trying to take the public through that or trying to save people on. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of, you know, and Hey man, you know, this is part of the problem with American culture. We yes. created fucking weak, soft people. Fragile, done, right? Very fragile, you know? These are the people who think that the government should be responsible for their health. For every, yep. You know, and then everything else from there, you know? Man, it's been really interesting, you know, seeing people that I've grown up with, seeing people, you know, I'm friends with who have, you know, and the veil has just fallen, man, and it's like, (laughs) oh, that's what you think. Okay. Have you lost any friendships or close ones? Have, has anything? Um, it's that been, uh, it remains to be seen, to okay. be honest. I've had some people reach out to me, you know, with like, they, they don't, they don't believe in the shit that I'm posting and yeah. think that it's, you know, 
I should be careful about what I'm saying. And I'm like, um, you know, that thing I posted, that was a scientific study. You realize that, right? <laughs> it's not like, like your, your opinion. I didn't, I didn't like make that up and, you know, or like Bobby Kennedy didn't fucking make that up, you know? Right. No. Like that's a study from the Pentagon that says if you've gotten a flu shot in however last many years, you have a 40% more chance of getting, having a severe incident with coronavirus. Makes sense. I don't, I don't, I don't see, you know, I'm kind of missing. You're like a liberal science person. <laughs> right. And here's some science, but if it's coming from a particular source, it's unacceptable to you. I'm like, okay, man. Yeah, cool. You know, whatever. Cause I've really, so that's like my point of like figuring out what my role is in all this, man. I'm yeah. just going to focus on the light, you know, that's I'm going to be like, look, stay moving. That's it. Hey, if you don't meditate already, start fucking meditating, start right. praying, start thinking about what you're, you're eating and putting into your body, get outside as much as possible. Totally. You know, and I'm like, you know, outside of that, like, it's not my job to fucking save you, dude. If you want to do whatever it is you want to do and you want to drink the Kool-Aid and, you know, believe that big pharma who's been fucking profiting off of us being sick and, and diseased for decades is now going to come up with the savior for you. Okay, sure. I, that's not a yeah. conspiracy. That's business, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm so, <clears throat> you know, man, that's your story is incredible though. <laughs> that desert Dude, story, man. I, and I know. So here's the thing. I went back last birthday. My birthday is August 31st. I went back last year cause I hadn't been back in four years. This happened 2015 on my move out here. And I um, hadn't been back to the Canyon or to Canyon Illinois. Land, the needles portion of the Canyon lands. Okay. It was, and so I flew to Grand Junction, rented a truck. I was going to drive out to the motherfucker and sleep <laughs> in the bed of the truck this time. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to house this place. <laughs> so I get out there and I took the same route and I'm looking around I'm like, holy shit, that was the tree. This is where I was. This is where I went off course. Evan, I had never seen formations of natural, right. like, like yeah. uh, ever. I'd never seen that. And I got so like wowed. I was like, wait, there's no trails. You can just go. Nobody's, nobody's watching me. I can just go up that thing. Fine. Fuck it. And I just went and I did this so many times and I'm like, holy shit. Where is like, I don't know where I am. And yeah. there's no, there's no, there's, there's like trail markers, like stacked rocks. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. There's no dirt trails yeah. so like, and you're not seeing anybody. So I went back out and kind of did the same thing and experienced it again and had just a different time. But again, I wanted to create that same spiritual experience, but you can't because my educated's in the way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know what to, it had to be physical depletion yeah. to surrender. You had to get scared. You yeah. And yeah, man. can we do that knowing that there's a safety net? Probably not. No, you know, you like. Can't. You really can't, dude. Because you not don't our, have that experience. You not know? in our being. No. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting for, for, from what the, uh, from online, I get a lot that, uh, I'm not taking this seriously. That's a big thing. And I'm like, I've been taking this motherfucker seriously for 20 years. You yeah, exactly. Sons of bitches. And now you're trying to like crash course and crash for an immune response. Yeah. 
this thing started, you know, that's why I'm not, yeah. no, no, yeah. we can't. And I'm not, I'm taking this extremely seriously yeah. to the point that I'm actually more moved than yeah. you guys are. Yeah. And you said it, you said it with uh, big pharma and like, they, I don't watch TV, that's but the good. commercials of yeah. electoral shit, it's big farm, big farm. Like oh, yeah. they, they run the show. Exactly. Like, oh, oh, oh. And my big thing, and you see this because you see my posts, and I'm almost, if there's one thing I'm really good at, it's consistency. Uh-huh. And so I can be very consistent with everything. So our immune systems end pandemics. And yeah, I put I pandemic that. in quotes, okay? And I've that. actually, I made shirts because I, I wanted, this thing's sadly going to be around for a while. I'm like, let's put out shirts. Let's, let's antagonize this just a little more with, mm-hmm. it's not a pandemic. And I've had people like, why you put pandemics in quotes? What the fuck do you think? Like, it's yeah. like, it's not even, so then I was like, you know what? Everybody comes at me. You have a good immune system. Therefore, you don't, immune system works for you, but not my grandfather and not my autoimmune and not my poor Mexican and not my, wait, immune systems don't exist. Okay, hold on. Even if you choose, I said that line is kind of the key line to this whole thing, because even if you choose a vaccine, even if you choose pharmaceuticals, even if you choose chipped Bill Gates and you make out with him and you do what I, like, your immune system is going to determine if you die from that shit or not. Yeah. So you better, you better focus on immunity or like us, we focus on immunity to handle. There is nobody in this planet that can't focus on immunity right now. And it yeah. will end this whole thing as they're seeing. They have to like make up numbers and do shit. Great. Our immune systems are winning. Yeah. And everyone, they're not. And I'm like, <laughs> no. wait, but they make up numbers, guys. Like we're I winning. Know, dude. Well, like, you know, man, all these people, but see, that's the, that's the thing of like, that I realized it's not even worth the argument. No. Because all these people are literally, they're functioning off of what they're reading in the media. Right. And what they've spent their whole lives having their doctors tell them. Mm-hmm. You know, their understanding of anything health-related has nothing to do with the reality of their body and their, and their life. You know in what health. I mean? Yeah. It's literally like they've just... They've just decided, okay, yeah. And I, I've heard this too, man. I mean, this is a this is a absolute truth in sort of the American indoctrination, which is doctors know more about my health yeah. than I do. Yeah. Um, you know, and us being athletes, you know, we really had a firsthand experience of being in the medical system, you totally. know, to the nth degree, you know, like... Yep surgeries, recovery protocols, prescriptions, yep. etc. you know, and, uh, you know, most people don't really have that experience, you know, right. they go to the doctor once a year for a physical. I had this thought the other day, I was like, I haven't been to the doctor for a physical in like five years, man, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in the best health of my life right now, <laughs> I know, right? you know, and then I was like, I probably won't ever go to a doctor again until I don't know maybe to have my fucking prostate checked at some point or my, you know, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, why, if you're functioning, you're sleeping, right. You feel good. You're energized. You can fucking stand up and walk around the block. Like what the fuck? Like, what do we need these people for? You know? And that was the thing. Like your body will tell you when you need help. Like you'll acknowledge like, wow, something's different. Interesting. 
all right, I got to tweak something. And then you try and you see how you respond. And it's like, shit, just not working. Huh? Yeah. I might need some help. You know what I mean? Or I might need, yeah. okay. But everyone's like, oh, what about screenings? Those get me because like, what about screenings? I'm like, what do you mean? Like cancer screenings, mammograms, like all this stuff. And I'm like, has anything improved since all those screenings came into play? No, right. we've gotten worse. We've so gotten what are the more. screenings? They just get you worried about something else that might, again, if you're so in tune with what we're talking about, you'll know, you'll know that you need. And then, and then what a great thing. We have this medical freedom that you and I, when the day comes that we need help, we can shop around to doctors with different philosophies that agree that they respect you and your life. You know what I mean? And those those docs are out there for sure. You you got to dig, right? They're not going to be on the first 10 pages of a, of a Google search. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on that key, because I don't, on you know, on that note, I don't want to yeah. totally throw uh, yeah. Western medical docs under the bus because totally they do life-saving shit all the time. Obviously, emergency care, surgeries, etc. Like unreal, definitely they they do some amazing things without question. I just think relying on a doctor for just like your everyday well-being is just not, it's not a wise decision. Like you should take your health into your own hands, you know? It's that emergency care approach. Like, thank God we live where we live, that if we had an emergency, we could just go right in. You know what I mean? And just go, that infections, bones coming out, like really traumatic stuff. I interviewed an ICU nurse yesterday for the podcast and she's fantastic. She's like, no, for like emergency care, amazing. Yeah. But we're applying that model to lifestyle caused stuff. And we're trying to emergency care the person who's just been sitting around for 20 years or <laughs> doesn't, you know, and it's like, wait, 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 emergency saved for like those cases. We're just applying it to everybody. Yeah. And it's become a, com- a consumer based medicine is consumer. And it's like, wait, it shouldn't be the best doctors I know aren't the wealthiest. Mm. Or they don't have the best ads, you know, mm. they're, they like are the most experienced They shoot you straight. They might lose some patients being honest, mm. like just like the best performance coach or the best martial artists or the best, they usually have that little yeah. the martial arts, like in the alley. And yeah, it's like, like a speak- hermit. <laughs> exactly. It's the speakeasy. It's like, is this a place? Yeah. And then you see that it's like, Oh my God, that's yeah. pure in there. You know? comes out. <laughs> right. Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Like those are the ones I trust the most because they're just so authentic and open and they work with the human that is you. Yeah. And they, they respect that, that wholeness of it and that power inside you that comes from our, our literally our ability to adapt. It's not like strongest, but it's adaptable. Like if we stop adapting to the environment, we're in trouble. Yeah. Adaptability. Adaptability is like the number one thing for survival. Done. You know, and now we can't adapt to like traffic, let alone like <laughs> somebody not getting their food on time or Wi-Fi going out. And it's like, oh what the god. fuck? It's oh, like, oh god. my god. Okay, <laughs> let's calm down. Let's, let's put this together. <laughs> it's such a trip, dude. Dude, I was like, so cool thing today. I uh, sometimes I'll throw curveballs on myself. I I will. I haven't done this in a while because I haven't. I'll purposely run out of gas. I know. Hold on. <laughs> purposely run out of gas i don't know when driving? it's gonna happen but i driving i'll purposely run out of gas just to see where i'll be what i'll be doing and how i'm gonna figure this out 
And like I'm not in a third world. I'm not in like a third That's world. Hard tour, bro. <laughs> and it like runs out. So, dude, the la- I went out on a high note, and then I'll add one more. I went out on a high note because the fourth time in California, I'd ran out of gas. I was on the five, mm. and it happened. Have you seen? You remember the Seinfeld where Kramer and the car dealer drive past E, and they yeah, keep yeah. going, and they're like <laughs> holding hands. So anyway, so I'm driving down the car, and all of a sudden, it's out. And power steering's done. I'm like, oh shit! And I'm on the left lane of the five. I'm like, okay, now oh, I'm going to adapt. Oh. And I start looking around, and I exit, and I go, but I have to cruise because I'm done. There's no more. And I'm like, oh shit! So I get off. <laughs> I go up this exit at Balboa, and I come up, and I'm letting it go, and I have to plan because if I break, I'm done. And I'm like, oh shit! And I'm looking, and there's nobody in front, and I'm looking, and there's a red light, and I can turn right, but I'm like timing it. And I turn right with momentum and I'm like pulling the wheel and dude, I get on the road and I look and I'm coming and I'm like going seven. I mean, I'm like, and I go and there's a gas station and I go up the thing and I pull and I'm not shitting you. It stopped. Inertia ended at zero right in front of the pump. Oh my God. I not once hit the gas and I was like, Oh God. I had nobody to tell. I couldn't because if I, this is the first time I've shared that story. If I share that, people are going to be like, you're a fucking lunatic. Like, what is wrong with you? But I no, like, it, what is so right about that? Like, <laughs> I figured out. Like, and so I tapped out of that gas, that gas game. <laughs> That's intense. But here's the thing. If I did, I did it in Illinois too. And um, there you got cold to deal with. You yeah. got like temperatures yeah. and shit. And I was like, okay, this is a little more risky. Yes. Um, and one time I got in trouble. I couldn't bail myself out. And I called my sister. And she knows I do this. Uh-huh. And she's like, I shouldn't fucking pick you up. I shouldn't. <laughs> just to teach you. I'm like, Tim, I'm like freezing. It's like negative 13, you know? It's like a Green Bay like yeah. game, like whatever. I'm like, I can't yeah. do this. Um, but no, this morning, this was the second day in a row. I, I got out of my car when I got to the shop to, to the office. And I got out and I was like, Holy shit. I, I left the house with no shoes on. <laughs> I, I have a life like I've created a life where I kind of don't I don't even know that I didn't have shoes on. I'm like, I'm about to go into a building. I'm like, all right, I'm cool. I and literally that. I'll go. I, I can't go to the grocery store later yeah. today. But it's like one of those things that you just kind of adapt. Like there are people like I can't I can't do anything today. I left my shoes or yeah. I ran out of like. No, you just figure out ways to keep yeah. moving forward. Keep keep going. I know those are like minor and it seems so silly, but no, it's that dude. shit that's that like, man. that's it, man. And it's like, oh, the two paths on the trails when I'm hiking, what about the third path? And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's the one in the middle. Like, there is not. Like, go that way. Go yeah, yeah. Go in the middle and try to figure it out and see where you get. You'll be terrified. You'll run into some scary shit. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Dude, such good, such good shit to end on, bro. Try the gas game. Try the gas game in LA. (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) You got to wipe again. I've accidentally done that before. (laughs) And I, dude, I was on empty, and it was like coming over fucking Laurel Canyon. I was on (laughs) like it was like the cartoon where it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the hill. Canyon. <laughs> and then I rode the hill down on, you know, no, on like. Totally. Yeah. It's momentum. <laughs> yeah. 
dude, I've done it, man. It's it was like I was praying the whole way. I was just like, God, right? You're like channeling. Got this. I got this. We're gonna get this. Isn't there one at the bottom? Isn't there a a shell or whatever? Right? Yeah. Yeah, There was like a little. I just had to turn right, and it was right there, man. Right. See, you did uh, it. Yeah, dude. Oh, absolutely, man. I love that though, dude. That's so. You know, I mean, shit, man. In this world we live in where we've got just about every possible comfort at the yep. tip of our fingers you might as well play some games with yourself like that dude you gotta challenge yourself you know we don't have those challenges anymore yeah, out of don't. life right we don't we not too often don't. not too often um well dude thank you so much man Will awesome, you man. let everyone know where they can follow you and yeah. and your book yeah uh, Definitely plug your book, dude. Maxim, minimize injury, maximize yeah, sure. performance. A sports, a sports parents survival guide. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, so, drtommyjohn.com, drtommyjohn.com. You can find the book. I got a podcast out, the Dr. Tommy John podcast, which I gotta have. I gotta have you on. I we gotta, to we gotta on. continue this. Um, but the book, uh, it's targeted towards youth sports injury epidemics. But the principles inside it, there's a plan, rethink, replenish, rebuild, recover. There's, there's tryout tests to find holes that create injuries. There's beginner, intermediate, advanced plans. There's nine recipes. There's all sorts of stuff that are good for all human beings, not just youth athletes. So it's, it's everybody. Um, And you can find that at don'tcutmykid.com or the drtommyjohn.com. But listen, anybody feel free, reach out to me reach out through Instagram, reach out through Facebook, reach out through my email. If you got questions, like I will respond back and I'll get back to you because I don't heal anybody. I don't fix anybody. I don't want you in my office. (laughs) I want you creating an environment to heal you yourself because you're the guru. And that's my big thing. That was the whole point of the book to give that power back to the person. So if you need help or you need to reach out by all means, and I'll get back to you. And, um, yeah, just just remind me and that's it. But I appreciate you letting me on here, man. This is oh, fun. Oh, dude, you're the man. I'd love to have you on again. Yeah, we got to do it again. Yeah, Lots more to talk about. Definitely, dude. We could go all day, man. We really could. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, brother. Thank you so much. For everyone out there listening, thank you for tuning in. This is a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you guys are getting something out of it. This has been the Ebb and Flow Podcast. I am your host, Evan Britton. Stay in the positivity, stay in the love, stay in the light, y'all. Stay gratitude. Stay in the gratitude. Lots of love to everybody out there. Until next time, peace.